where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. Yeah, put them in the hot seat. Better grab your popcorn and get comfy while they talking. The greatest show ever, got the greatest host ever. Talking about this statement, it's the greatest home ever. Baker always got it, and Max is on the hot street. With DJ Oreo, man, it's the Oklahoma hot seat. What's up? Dude, we're here. We are here. Oh, we- real quick. I got it for Ari. Right, I got to take Sorry, we're, we're at selfie time. Didn't you grow up? You Didn't go. you come out of the womb with a selfie stick? Yeah, right. like it was already attached to my arm. I got you. I had yeah. to get it surgically removed. Did you have to get the hand surgically put on? No, um, no, it was, it, it was still there. Oh, okay, cool. That's what held the phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. I figured it was just yeah. a wrist phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, welcome, Travis. Thank you. Uh, we're here with our first episode of Oklahoma Hot Seat. I really appreciate you coming out. Best one so far. It'll be the... So far, right? Hey, well, safe. hey, when we hit 100, we'll have you back. Perfect. We'll probably have you back before. That. Yeah, I need, to, I need to have my attorney send over a contract. <laughs> oh, so get a residency here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Big news stories hit, like, right? Travis on the phone. Well, we have yeah. Well, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we're here talking with Travis Davidson, uh, co owner, owner, co owner, uh, owner. Same thing, yeah. Yeah, well, he owns something. Yeah, well, he yeah. Trey's Bar and Grill. When you, when you say co-owner, people are like, "Who's the other guy?" Who, who's the other? Because <laughs> yeah. they, they want to know. Like, I feel like a lot of people ask, like, especially young professionals and whatnot that have concepts that they're looking to, you know, start. They're like, "So who's invested in you?" I'm like, "Don't don't worry about it." Yeah, what does it matter? <laughs> yeah, what are you like, trying to get a piece? Who's invested? How much do they invest? How much you invest? I'm like. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Hey, uh, try the salmon. It's yeah. great. I have to, I have to talk to my my uh, my business partner. Oh, who's that? Uh, don't worry, I'll get it. Yeah, I'll although, get it. I'll although get I might fall back on like yesterday at Carnival, I was talking to um, a table and it was a there was a decision that had to be made about membership, right? And I was like, well, I'm the whole kind of board of directors. There's just it's, <laughs> it's not like at some of the country clubs or summit like they have a a, a controlling body like a yeah. governing body that's like, well, let's. Let's send this to the board, and I was like, "Man, I kind of I need to start using that right. to get out of situations <laughs> that I don't necessarily want to want to be in." Oh man, I've got to talk to our board of directors. Yeah, like we've got a new chairman, and uh, his uh, name's Mark. Bay. Oh my God, we all know a Mark. Jeez, right? yeah. yeah, that's so. what that's what they said. They said they go, "Look, everybody can have a show, but no, not everybody has a Mark Baker." So they're saying that because yeah. I'm really OCD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, that's and, good. My wife's like, look, you do something, you can't step back from it. You're either all in or not. And I'm like, I go, look, I'm not. I'm. With, there's three of us, so we're 33 percent all across the board. Yeah, that works. Somebody else will pick up the one percent. <laughs> yeah, one percent for the homies. That's right. We pour that, yeah. one, we pour that one percent out. Pour that down. So I've told you kind of the concept about this show. Mm-hmm. You and I visited. Um, 
so we we're we're here visiting with Oklahoma people. Uh, clearly, we're here in Tulsa, mm-hmm. uh, out of the automotive industry studio sponsorship. Yep, right. thanks. That's right. A big shout out Luxurious. to Kyle Hara. The '80s casino carpet is pretty. It's, it's, it makes me want to gamble right now. Right. Well, <laughs> sound like you're a bit gambling right yeah, now. <laughs> it's subliminal. It's like yeah, he'll feel a little more risky in here. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll get, we'll get you Elon yeah, in here. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, all bets are off. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Let's see what you guys are doing here. Yeah, well, next level stuff. Yeah, we're gonna try to try to take it up a notch there. So visiting with Oklahoma people, um, doing good things, local businesses, local charities, local events, which uh, with you checks off all the boxes. I mean, a lot of stuff. You and I kind of uh, met through when I was uh, in the bar industry. Um, Was bartending at Sutures. Oh yeah, I think I we we met before that though. I think yeah, so. but you know yeah, there's a lot of things going you on. Know, you know, <laughs> sutures you know really galvanizes relationships <laughs> for good or bad, forever. Yeah, for good or bad. Yes, exactly. I actually, dropped by there. Uh, it was funny because I had my 21st birthday there, and I just turned 31 on Sunday. Yeah, you and, and you and Max yep, have the same birthday. Yep. Yeah, so that's pretty dope. Ten years later, like I, had, I had uh, spent the day finally in some sweats with Cardinal Club. I wear a dinner jacket like right every day, right? So. Finally took a day off, and uh, after I dropped my girlfriend off, I was on my way home, and I was like, "There's sutures." I was like, "I gotta stop." Ten year anniversary, <laughs> baby. Like, I gotta I, stop. I, I dropped in and had a had a draw draw with olives and a yeah. shot of rumple and just uh, threw it back. Rumpel? I can't. Yeah, I that's can't. That's what believe. I did on my 21st birthday. Oh, oh yeah, nostalgia, okay, man. There was I, did a, a, I did the four horsemen yeah. shot on my birthday. Oh, of course you did. That was that was that was like a year ago. Oh my, yeah, exactly. It was like a year ago. My 21st birthday. Smelled on your breath. Goodness, still fresh. fresh. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, you know, there was a good solid span of like two, three years that we just did nothing but rumple, and then it turned into Goldschlager, then it turned into JMO, and it was yeah, it was yeah, rumple. You can always tell somebody's been in the bar industry if they want rumple. Yeah, there's there's nobody that's just like yeah, like oh hey, honey, can you pass me one of schnapps? Man, yeah, like, sign me up. I honestly, I I know a lot of people that drink rumple. I can't think of a single one of us that. Isn't in the bar industry. No. Because you don't just walk through the liquor store and be like, I'm going to get some rumble and I enjoy this <laughs> evening. Oh, I've got all these wonderful well, tasting things. Look at this that I can um, sip on. I will, I, w- yeah, I will <laughs> tell you that I I, uh, I still have a liquor cabinet. Uh, and the weirdest thing that I have is Baron Jaeger. Do you remember Baron Jaeger? Yeah. <laughs> God. I love it. I used to make. I used to use it to make like hot toddies mm-hmm. and just something like whenever I had like a cold or a sore throat, I throw it in some tea. Well, Jaeger's trying to make a move back into like the craft spirits. So I had a rep come into Trey's, um, and she was like, "Do you like Bloody Marys?" And I was like, "I mean, I love Bloody Marys. Who doesn't? And, right? They're delicious." Um, and they're like, "I was like, sure." They're like, "Are you allergic to anything?" I was like, "No, I'm good." So she goes, "All right, I'm gonna make you Bloody Mary. I'm not gonna tell you what's in it." I was like, "All right, cool. I'm down." Feeling like this carpet, you know, gambling a little. <laughs> so taking a risk. So she brings it over to me, and I taste. It. I was like, "That's delicious." I was like, "What's it? What, what's in it?" She's like, "No vodka." It's because uh, I figured she was selling me like a different vodka, yeah. flavored vodka or something. But she's like, "No vodka. It's all Jägermeister." I was like, "Wow, that sounds what? amazing." And I was oh. like, "They're like, look, they're trying to rebrand to be like now that like craft cocktails are a thing." Yeah, they were the first like craft like mega craft cocktail, but they just you know guys with. Affliction shirts and you know, yeah. like Jaeger bombs, <laughs> like Jersey Shore took over, and then they're like, "No, we didn't." Like, yeah. and, like we don't want that. And then they saw the sales, and they're like, 
Sure. We'll take it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because the only thing that I pair Jaeger with is Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really good. It just sounds it sounds funny to say that you pair it. Like, yeah, you all day dealing with, like, wine pairings, like, oh, yes, this uh, Viognier uh, pairs well with. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I pair Jaeger with Red Bull. <laughs> While I nights. eat a big steak. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> what? Like, when I, hear the par- when I hear the word I pair, I'm like, I expect a lot. A lot more uh, cultured in things depth. than, than, yeah. than uh, I was. I was really interested. Yeah, I was like, oh man, go. I'm about to learn something. Yeah, yeah. Watch out. what? No, yeah. we're not gonna learn anything. Twenty two. I can teach you some cool stuff. Exactly like, about TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. out on TikTok. I swear, <laughs> you're TikTok again. <laughs> Those of you, those of you on the other camera, you can't tell you he's, he got booster seat. I do. I act, I'm actually sitting no, that on chair's seat. bad. Oh, gotcha. That was going to be your chair, but oh, we well. took it away. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, you get the nice chairs. I appreciate that. Yeah. First class organization, you guys. Hey, get. man. Uh, we think of the. Guests. We're going to have some problems. <laughs> well, that's that's fine. <laughs> but at least you know you're the first guest. I'll take it. Hey, man. So you just opened Cardinal Club. Yeah, the eight. Semi-private, re- the other the other podcast I said professional, but then I mm. went back and said private restaurant, correct? We are professionals. I hope that we're professional in doing it. Well, I hear that you got a pretty hours. good chef. Yeah. yeah, Carla Cousins is fantastic. There will be, I uh, just got uh, Oklahoma Magazine reached out. They're going to do a little write-up on her. Um, and then I believe Tulsa Lifestyle Magazine is going to put her in their uh, women's issue. I believe it's coming up in June. Nice. It's cool. Yeah, so she's... It, it actually, I kind of, you know, it was one of those timing things. I had somebody hot. Well, I had, so, I was talking to somebody about the position. I was like, look, uh, you know, it's a nice kitchen. You'll have kind of the run of the menu, do all these things. And he was like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. I'll come by. And then like ghosted, like, oh, wow. I was, so wow. I was, I did the announcement and everything like that. I was still, I was still trying to reach out to him. I was like, Hey man, you want to come by? Like, I kind of want to show you some things. Blah, blah, blah. Well, he uh, he just ghosted. So Carla messaged me. I'm, I've known Carla for years. She messages me on Facebook and says, "Oh, congratulations! So proud of you. I hope you, I bet you're excited." I was like, "I'd be more excited if I had a chef." I'm like, don't <laughs> she's like, hint, hint. Here's she's like, breadcrumb. You don't have here. a chef? I was like, "Well, I thought I did." I said, "What are you doing?" Yeah. She's like, "Well, you know, I, she was seven years at Bodine. She was sous chef. She went to." Um, Tavern and Bull in the Alley and was with McNally's group. She ran their um, commissary kitchen and their test kitchen called The Bond, uh, a bunch of catering, stuff like that, too. So she's got tons of experience, worked with some fantastic chefs over the years. And anyways, I was like, she had gone and taken another exec position um, about a year ago, and it was just a bad experience, Mm. real bad experience. It was like everything you don't want as a chef, it was like from an owner standpoint. Owner was saying that they, that they did house-made pastrami and house-made marinara sauce, but they weren't. They, they were buying it, getting oh. it out of a can. Oh, like, that sucks. So, like, they were relying on the menu. And, of course, she came from places where they, like, yeah. I can't even call pickles pickles because we they're pickled cucumbers. Pickling is a verb. I is not an literally just so, asked somebody about this so the other day. I just so, learned that. So it's like, like I did. That's, oh, well, pickled I know onions, that pickled. pickled carrots, like pickled all. So it's, yeah. so she's, we do everything in-house. So it's... It's interesting because that's what the menu said at the place she was at, and that's what the, she was there for six days. She was like, "I can't do this." So oh yeah. Then so she's like, "Look, I'm gonna go um, do some hair, or whatnot." She's like a licensed hairdresser, so that's what she was doing before. So she's like, "You know, I'm just gonna get out of the food industry for a while." So it was she was available, yeah, uh, to cook, and it was somebody a lot of like the 
a lot of the re- like relationships among staff. I mean, it's the same across pretty much all industries. But like we had a good enough chemistry where I was like, okay, I was so much more comfortable with hiring her. Had I known she was available in the first place, I wouldn't even right the first guy. Yeah, but I was like, when she first came through, I was like, just see the kitchen. That's how I got her. Just yeah. great kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> great hey, space. that's I was like That's hey, how we do cars. Yeah, just just, just come, come check it, it just out. Come see it. Just just drive. Drive it. Yeah, just yeah, check it out. It. Yeah. No, 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 no strings. Not like pairs of shoes. So yeah. So it's different. Uh, so it came in and uh she came in and saw it and, and there we go. So and then what's great is I brought over and it was it was a big hire because <clears throat> there's this, you know, there's this notion that you have to go downtown and you have to go to midtown to get like fine food, like you have to get fresh food, to get yeah. high quality, to get all that, because suburbs are naturally dominated by su- uh, by chains, and that's why we put trays out there. And I'll get into that in a minute. But the uh, to get somebody from Bodine and Bull in the Alley and the McNellys Group and all that to come out and be an exec out at 108th and Memorial was kind of a was a big deal because there's a lot of people out there that are like, man, like I talk to people every day that are like, man, like I wanted to go out, you know, anniversary dinner or whatnot, had to drive, you know. All the way downtown, thirty minutes. Uber back, and yeah. get my car in the morning, like yeah. all this. Um, or we have the cigar lounge side on the other side. So, like, man, classic cigars downtown is awesome, but I don't feel like driving all the way downtown from one hundred and seventy first. I mean, a lot of these guys have big, ha- out, a lot of land and big houses out there yeah. south of Bixby. So, <clears throat> anyways, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. So yeah. it was, it was, it's, it's big deal for pretty much for all of South Tulsa, whether they know it or not. Um, especially those of us on the culinary side, to get people to come out there. And there's, there's a, look, there's Michael Menden, and um, there's there's a lot of great chefs out south. I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody. <clears throat> but to pull somebody that had offers with whoever, she could have gone to work for whoever. Yeah, I, I, I hear the McNally's group. They they treat their people really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Ben Alexander's over there, and I've uh, known him for – Long time. Met his wife when I was working at Bonefish, which really started my sutures days. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Smith. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> Jeremy Smith and Josh McGuire and I. But it was, he does a great job. I, I forget his title. It's something fancy. It's like uh, head, not not like executive chef over it, but it's like director of food and beverage for the McNally's group or yeah. something culinary director, something big. He's over all the food. Yeah. Um, and they've got. And they got concepts popping up in Oklahoma City and all that stuff. So it was, uh, yeah, it was great to get her. And then my sous chef actually used to work for me. Jake Dane Young used to work for me at um, Cork back when I had Cork. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When I was I had it from when I was twenty four to twenty six. So, anyways, he worked for me then, and I was like, he was one of the best guys I've ever seen cook on a line. He was brilliant. And when I was like, man, I'm gonna hire you if I ever do anything fine dining again. I gotta, I gotta come find you. You gotta cook for me. Yeah. He's like, all right, cool. Um, so anyways, down the road, I lost touch with him. So, you know, he'd get a different number and, and he'd got a different Facebook, I guess, and because he wasn't responsive on the one that I had. Finally, I'm like, man, I can't find this guy. And I <clears throat> even talked to former, you know, coworkers or employees at Cork, like, hey, you know where this guy is? They're like, man, I think he may have been a chalkboard or Bodie, uh, somewhere. So I was like, man, you know, I'll find him eventually, right? So... Carla, my executive, worked at Bodine, so we were going to go kind of look at their fish program for Cardinal, and we w- they're giving us a little tour. I had never been in the in the kitchen there, so I've never been there at it's, all. It's yeah, I mean it's it's very good, very good. So 
<clears throat> anyways, and it started in like 1968 or something like that. The really? Market did, yeah. So they fly in stuff, right? Twice a day, yeah. Oh wow, so, that's crazy. Um, so I gotta say, I gotta say nice stuff about Bodine because I took their guy. So, uh, I mean, I hear it's really good. Bodine's great. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, so, anyways, we walk into their fish cutting room, and there's Jake standing there, like, like processing a salmon, and I was like, <laughs> Jake, I was like. Bro, I've been looking all over. Dude, for I've been you. trying to get a hold of you. <laughs> yeah, and I walk right into the cooler, and there he is. I was like, "Are you cooking these days?" He's like, "No, nah, man, I'm just doing this and you know, working out and and having a good time." I was like, "All right, well, cool." Well, I didn't want to, you know. Carla's got a great relationship with everybody at Bodine, right. and they're great people over there, and and they're going to be a vendor of ours. So the last thing I want to do is be like, "I'll take the uh, salmon, the scallops, and your employees, that guy, <laughs> and we'll just uh, get on out of here." And yeah. I'm taking my sushi. Yeah, back. exactly. That's funny. So I was like, "Okay," I'll, and I talked to Carla. I was like, "All right, I'll wait. You know, I'll, I'll put some feelers out there. Like, I'm gonna put the ball in his court. Like, hey, yeah. you know, come by if you want. Why so, don't you just treat it like a basketball team? Well, just go, just find Bodine's owner and just yeah. say, "Hey, look, I'll, I'll trade you." I mean, that's tampering. It wasn't. Uh, I think I, I don't think I could Ex- do that in the middle of the season. Oh man, um, yeah, is the trade deadline comes. already passed? Yeah. Oh, dang. So, um, <laughs> Maybe next year. And I didn't have a lot of assets because I, I was brand new. I, yeah. I couldn't trade him a couple dishwashers and a <laughs> future first and a rounders. Future, yeah, and a future culinary student. Yeah, uh, right. You know, so I couldn't do that. But I'm sure you'll find one. Oh, one day. So, <laughs> anyways, he was. So he usually just does the processing. So one day we had an order coming out, and this was like three or four days later. And the guy that was supposed to be delivering was out sick. So naturally, Jake delivered our fish. So he walks through the door and I'm like, oh well, now you're in my in my domain, <laughs> like gloves off now. Yeah. Like I can I can speak freely. I was like, hey man, if you want to cook at night again, I mean you can still do the the Bodine thing in the morning, which we actually love because, you know he he gets to he gets to look at you know all the fish coming in and you know he's like, oh man, this is beautiful. Hit me up. Be like, hey man, they got some great looking you know diver scallops. Let's run scallops this weekend. So. That actually happened yesterday, so we're running scallops this evening uh, and tomorrow. But nice. it was uh, like stuff like that. Like other restaurants don't have that. They don't. Have I a, love scallops. I don't have an inside man. So yeah, like I said, I, you know, all other Bodine customers and the wonderful people at Bodine. I, I, it's I'm still buying it. You know, I just, yeah. I just got a guy <laughs> on the inside. Um, so, but it. I'm I'm very very happy with because he was he was over at the Oaks. He's been at Polo Grill. He's been uh, chalkboard. He's it's just a lot of a lot of experience between those two, um, and we're and we're cooking fun stuff. I mean, we're doing, you know, American Wagyu tomahawks smoked. I saw that. Yeah. Ones. So it delicious. Yeah. So we've got these like three pounds. They're ridiculous. Like, it's so excessive. It's three pounds. It does look a bit excessive yeah, just on the video, and yeah. I'm not even there. So, <laughs> it's, so. it's three pound. It's a three pound American Wagyu tomahawk. So this is from Snake River Farms. In eastern Idaho, they do a Japanese Wagyu and Black Angus uh, crossbreed. So you get, obviously, bigger um, steaks because uh, the, the Black Angus cows make it larger, larger steaks. And then it's a great – it still has a lot of the marbling, but the beef flavor is very pronounced. So we get these in, and we drill a hole in the bone. It was a technique that Jeff Colvin uh, – I do a lot of barbecue stuff because my buddy – is on a couple of competitive barbecue teams. Like, he has his own, and then they kind of made, like, a dream team with a bunch of Oklahoma guys. And Incognito Cookers is his, and then, um, like, Fifth Place Chicken or something like that is uh, their all-star team. But anyways, we were at the World Championships of Barbecue in 2017, and he's like, man, I got this idea. He's like, I mean, I'm down to experiment with food, absolutely. Right. So, and, of course, 
out there, it's it's just meat, meat, meat. Like, there's no, like, oh, uh, get your greens, and then we'll do this. It was, like, our, our side <laughs> dish for these steak was wings. Like, it was, Straight like, carnivore diet. Some just wings, and then uh, a big, you know, that tomahawk. Just, that just sounds like a dream to me. Oh, uh, it was fantastic. Um, it was meat and booze, but... So we had these tomahawks, and they cook on gateway drum smokers. Um, I don't know what that is. Well, they're they're taking it. So the guy, Brad, with getting basted in outside of St. Louis, he's the first one. He just won the American Royal, which is the World Championships of Barbecue, along with, like, the Jack in Tennessee. But they're basically, like, 55-gallon drums that are vented, and, like, they, look, they have, like, little, like, just vents on them, essentially. And it's direct heat. It's hot and fast. A lot of people are like, well, you mm. have to cook whatever – for eight hours on, you know, 194 degrees, and then that's going to give you your best. I was like, yeah, a lot of people are still in that low and slow method, yeah, and I so don't think it's like that anymore. Uh, it's n- Well, and especially once you win the American, like, essentially the, the American Royal, the World Championships of Barbecue, cooking on the gateway, like, it's a copycat league like anything else. I mean, yeah. uh, like, everybody's trying to get, you know, shoot a bunch of threes like Golden State was, and then everybody's trying to, you know, it's it's – Everybody's trying to get the ball out of their hands quickly like Tom Brady does. And it's – I mean, nobody's trying to raise those academic standards like no- Notre Dame does because they don't That's win right. anything. But uh, no. Except <laughs> for in Norman. <laughs> I mean, behind you is the OU one, so I know. I don't, don't be I mad at I me. I feel it. Yeah. Feel the excellence I, I wanted that me. one right there. That's the, well, I wanted the OU right there. It's only episode one. It's only episode one. We got time. It's okay. Don't but, worry about you guys. But the uh, – it's, it's a copycat thing. So now, next year, all the people will see that – you know, and a lot of people cook on cans anyways. But I think there's a place that's killing it in Oklahoma City right now. Clark Crew um, Barbecue, Travis Clark, um, out in the uh, west side of the state, out in Oklahoma City. He's he's doing outrageous business, and he's cooking on cans. And so is he just finally independent? In, uh, or is he... Yeah, I think... Does he have a restaurant out there? No, he's got a restaurant. Oh, what I is mean, it? he's doing... I, his team is Clark Crew. It's... Search Travis Clark, Oklahoma City, like, it's going to okay. pop up. He's he's doing – I heard some of his numbers over the weekend, and I was like, that's – Hey, that's some impossible. of my Oklahoma City friends, my Edmund friends, they, please I, let me know what this guy's doing because yeah, I love me some yeah, barbecue. Yeah, it's he's outstanding. So, uh, but anyways, these cans are kind of taking over, but we're the first application that's actually doing them, as far as I know, in, like, a fine dining setting. Oh, really? So, it's kind of cool because fine dining, dining kitchens, you know, you have your convection ovens and your – and your charbroilers and all this, and people cook their steaks by putting a pound of butter on them, and oh, then yeah. cooking them, like putting yeah. them on a five hundred degree plate. I, saw, and I'm I like, saw that. I saw that jab. Yeah, yeah, I liked jab. it. Yeah, I. Uh, I like it. Stir like, in the pot. So, so <laughs> our so our steak we do um, as we as we did, did it, it at the American Royal, and uh, you must have seen that on TikTok. <laughs> um, but so we drill a, your TikTok. So we drill a hole in the uh, in the bone of the, in, in the tomahawk bone, right? And we hang it because cans you. You can hang ribs. Oh, hang anything. Okay. Yeah. So there's a there's a hook, and you hang it on this rack. You put the lid over it, and it hangs over the direct heat. So like where a lot of smokers have mm. indirect heat, like smoke on one side, and it it then pushes, and then pushes here, and then you have a drip pan. You pull all that out. With this, all that wonderful wagyu fat that you just make butter out of drips into the flame, and it kind of oh. bastes the steak, and it's it's fantastic. So. Um, <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, we're more of a barbecue style, smoky style of steak, and I will always compare butter on steak to the Pepsi Challenge. <laughs> so, um, the Pepsi Challenge for our younger listeners, like me, Travis, um, or <laughs> our older hosts, um, basically what it what it was was Pepsi did this blind tasting all across 
you know, all across America, really. And they had, you know, one ounce of Pepsi, one ounce of Coke. Well, they just, the way their flavor profiles are, everybody's like, oh, Pepsi's so sweet. Like, it's, it's just got a different sweetness than Coke does. Coke's is a longer, like, you can drink the whole can of Coke, whereas Pepsi is like, it's, it's almost unbearably sweet for the average palate. So I prefer Pepsi over Coke. Yeah. I'm out. I can't. Yeah, I'm, I just, I'm a Coke product kind of guy. I'm with. So what they were finding at the study is Pepsi was winning on the one ounce. Like they were demolishing Coke in the Pepsi challenge. Mm. It was named the Pepsi challenge for a reason. So, and of course they throw a little swag at you like, oh, here's the taste of uh, cup number one. And it comes with this hat and jacket and all this. <laughs> or here's the taste of comes with a lump of cup gold. number two. And we kick you in the shin afterwards. So. <laughs> We Just, hit you with a bat. Yeah, tell me what you like. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Which one's dog? Which one do you prefer? So, anyways, but Pepsi did much better on like the one ounce taste. But what they found was people weren't drinking the whole cans; they were drinking the whole cases. But so they would just sit idle in their garage or wherever people keep soda these days. And what they found with Coke was you could eat the whole or you could drink the whole can. So what we found is with steak, people put the like in a one ounce portion a a, a piece of steak dipped in clarified butter tastes better. Like there's, it's fantastic, right? Put butter on it. My grandfather's a dairy farmer, butter, cream, yeah. good stuff, right? So, but once you get like 12 ounces into the steak and whatnot, you go to these big steakhouses that have all this butter and you just, you start, you know, you start to get a little sick to your stomach. If you, if you, if you don't handle rich foods very well, <clears throat> like steak already, if you're getting like a fattier cut, like a ribeye, it already has a lot of fat in it. That's why you get it is because of the fat. So, you have all this fat, and then you cover the fat with butter. And I know some people listening are probably salivating right now, but that's, <laughs> I am. I'm but hungry. The, but the point like, is, oh, like, so is like for a couple bites, that's fantastic. But we wanted a more sustainable meal um, as opposed to doing that. So, what we do is we have about a six-spice blend, and they're all like, you know, Cosmo Q and uh, Big Papa Smokers and Luton Booty and all, all like fantastic rubs that win world championships. Um, and so we use those and we just smoke it and serve it with some, right now, some caramelized Brussels sprouts and some fried potatoes. I got huge into some Brussels sprouts. Uh, I didn't uh, know about them until uh, I really? was like we get, 34, we get, we get like people, last year. We get people that are like, we get people that are like, man, the steak was good. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, but those Brussels sprouts. I was like, well, that's, I mean, that's good. I mean, yeah. that. $130 <laughs> steak, I bet it was fantastic. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. That, that steak's yeah. great. But, man, these Brussels sprouts. I was but, like, how about this? I'll just charge you the same next time. I'll let you sub out the Brussels sprouts for the steak. <laughs> you both win. You get more Brussels right? sprouts? You get more Brussels I sprouts. Don't, I, don't, I don't put I $100. Get, yeah. I yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, the that's kind of the star of the show is the smoked wagyu tomahawk because mm-hmm. um, it's impressive. It comes on a big cutting board, and we, we carve it in back but serve it with the bone next to it and Serve with some house-made chimichurri and grilled lemon and Brussels sprouts and potatoes. It's meant to serve two, but I mean, it probably serve three. Yeah. Um, it, it, if people are eating reasonably and having salads and appetizers and whatnot, then three people can eat on it. But yeah. Well, we 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 chatted. I'm sorry, Maxwell. Oh, go I ahead. I had a real quick question about that because my thing about at restaurants, portion sizes are always different. Yeah. Sometimes there's too much, and sometimes yeah. there's not enough. So yeah. how how do you kind of how do you justify like how much I'm going to put on the plate to Money. serve these people? We yeah, we, like we try not to. Well, we try not to. We not so it's interesting because like the Instagramification of food has become so ridiculous. Like <clears throat> just today, all of us will be on some type of social media and see like, oh man, this restaurant out in New York uh, takes a stick of butter, uh, batters it, 
stuffs it inside of a burger and wraps it with bacon, fries it, covers it in gravy, and then like puts it on a donut. Like, and people are like, "That's so crazy." I'm like, people are just doing stuff to like just excess to go viral or excess to like just be different, I guess. But like, there's no way that tastes good. There, there's no absolutely no way. So that doesn't sound <clears> good. With us, like the excess. Like, we can't get, the, I mean, the, the, the side, we get these full racks of steaks in. Yeah. And, like, if I could serve a two-and-a-half-pound steak, I would rather serve a two-and-a-half-pound steak. But, you know, you can only trim so much off of a steak right. before it loses its actual integrity of being a steak, right? So, <clears throat> anyways, with that portion, we're, we've got plenty. But it's an impressive dish. Like, yeah. But I'm not, I'm definitely not, like, our, our filet, eight ounces, pretty standard. Our salmon, eight ounces. Um Everything else, we're not. We're never going to be a place that um, has to rely on the Instagramification of food. Yeah, like, like the gimmicks. flavor comes first. Yeah. At the end of the day, and and the the worst thing that can happen is so like PPA, like if the three of us, you know, go into a restaurant and our PPA is thirty three bucks, right? We're going to spend a hundred bucks, right? Well, I want to keep that PPA up as high as possible. So the last thing I want to do is serve portion sizes where now I got two people that are like, oh, we're just going to split that because, man, last time I had it, yeah. I took 60% of it home, so we'll split it. So now my PPA just got cut in half mm. because my portions are so big and I'm trying to impress people with this yeah. um, that, well, they're just going to split it. And now I'm basically like I'm not making I'm not making the money that I should be making on the people walking through the door. Some places can get away with it because they have so many people walking through the door. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you won't find a restaurant owner in – country that doesn't value ppa yeah so well we and we we, we had chatted a little bit but i i know that one of uh our co-workers uh brandon hunt is out there yep he's uh, never out there yeah he's t- him, and I, him and his fiance yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I put on their wine locker both their names and then put hunt so hopefully <laughs> i didn't i mean Good. i may have jumped the gun a little bit but <laughs> yeah i'm sorry well i mean he he lo- he, he loves a good quality restaurant yeah uh, well we went to uh we had a finance um end of the year dinner and uh what's it ruth's ruth's chris yep. and the first time i've ever been there in the casino yeah yeah uh, brandon just all over it knows everything about the whole menu and he is like watching in, that, it just that film knowledgeable <laughs> about yeah. it but um I love diners like that because it makes my job so much easier. Oh yeah, because people are serving crap. Mm-hmm. Like he's just all, knowledgeable about a lot, a lot of, of things. Roots yeah. Chris isn't serving crap. I don't want to. No, take no, a no. shot. I mean, definitely yeah, not. butter all over everything. <laughs> but uh, definitely not a, not a shot at the quality of their food. They have very high quality, great wine list, everything. I I, I recommend it. But <clears throat> the I go to these food shows and whatnot, and there are so many and food reps out there. I know you're just doing your job, but there's so many people that are like, hey, uh, this will. Save you on labor because you don't actually have to make it. And working with, like, trays, we do everything in-house. Yeah. Like, we cut our own sweet potato. Nobody cuts their own sweet potato fries. Like, we cut our own sweet potato fries. We cut our own regular fries. Like, we cut our own slaw for all of our <clears> – <throat> or we cut our own cabbage for our slaw. All that kind of stuff. Because people can, at the end of the day, taste the difference or they feel different. Like, you feel different eating fresh food. Like, the generations before us, like, they grow their own food. Like, there's a reason that, you know, obesity is a problem now mm-hmm. and, like, people are – I mean, the life expectancy is going up with technology, but the like people just aren't in the shape that they were in years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at you look at even old photos, and you're like, God, what, like, yeah, were there, was there a gym on every corner? Why is <laughs> yeah, that, why right? am I so Why, ripped? Yeah, like, yeah. like, like everybody's everybody, everybody's so thin and like look healthy. Like so, yeah. with that, you know, I go to these food shows, and I and when you go to the food shows, you can tell what's in the restaurants because 
it's supply and demand. They the the vendors wouldn't be there if and they wouldn't be making these products if they weren't popular. Right. So back again to like where my chef was before. Um, I will spare them on this video, but uh, you'll have to uh, hit me up privately to find out what restaurant that is. But <laughs> oh. they'll say like housemade, homemade, because that's yeah. sexy, right? Oh, housemade, we do yeah. this in house. But that's why I give people tours through my kitchen. I'm like, come see the kitchen. Like, come see what we're doing. Like, yeah, right. Like other places, they will not give you that transparency because mm-hmm. they've got a box full of frozen stuff and they thaw it out. It's got the grill marks already stamped on it, and then they like <laughs> microwave it. Like, it's. <clears throat> like first th- first thing that my chef did when she got uh, into this kitchen that we took it over from a previous concept um, is take the microwave out like yeah like what what and and microwaves can have some value of course um, it is still a way to cook food but like we we just we have to make everything in house so you go to these food shows and they're like oh this is great all you have is like this soup which soup is the easiest thing to make anyways and a lot of people control their waste with it right like. Um, put a bunch of veggies, like scraps, everything makes a wonderful mm-hmm. soup, right? So, <clears throat> excuse me. I know that's not good in the mic. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, Maxwell, do you want to run? Um, I'm sorry. Do you want to run and grab him water? Yeah, you want to We should have asked him about sure. 30 minutes ago. Well, first time. I know. First, first timers. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kicking Maxwell out. I'm kicking Maxwell Don't slam that door. It's going to be loud. I need to get you a theta sauce up here. I'll get you a Yeah, hey, sauce man. In all honesty, I mean, we got to fill this bad boy up. Some of the old shows here, yeah, Weston Savage show. Yeah. Some of their old stuffs here, but the that uh, Shazam and Flash are mine. I'll put I'm, I'll put some theta sauce. I'll put some trays. Yeah, dude, let's put, we'll put it right there between Flash any, and Shazam. I don't have any. I don't, I don't know because it's I, super. I think Flash might be able to hold on to the bottle, like he'd be maybe trying to twist mm. the bottle off. Might be might be a situation. We'll see. We could probably play with it. We'll see. Um, yeah, we could play with your dolls. Um, I'm all about it. But with the like I said, with the food shows, it's thanks, Max. Everybody, oh. thanks, brother. And they're trying to. Sell this product. I'm selfish. I have on like, iced tea. Oh, we, it's great. It comes prepackaged. It comes vacuum sealed in a bag. All you do is, you know, boil it and, you know, clip the corner and then pour it out. Or all you do is we've got this dish. It looks really good in this picture. It looks great that we've got this chef that's made it all day in a chafing. <laughs> you know, it got in a chafing dish. He's yeah. got all this. And they've got, I'm like, but it comes, you know, pre-cooked. It's got grill marks. It's got all this stuff. Just put it on. Boom. Cook time. One minute. I swear to God, if I go and get a grilled chicken sandwich somewhere and it comes out in less than a minute, I'm like, all right, well, you question it's that. not fr- it's not freshly cooked. Like, yeah, like everybody, like everybody listening, go get a chicken breast from your local grocery store and try and grill it in less than a minute to a safe no. temperature. No, like that's <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, not happening. It's not happening. So that's where that's where stuff like the industry is just inundated with so much crap. So that, like I said, that's why even at trays, I mean, people expect to like. That price point of sports bar and bar and grill, and I didn't want to. We never wanted to say sports bar because sports bar screams like you box yourself greasy in. basket food and whatnot. And we we've won like six chili cookoffs. We've won Tulsa's best burger by like Oklahoma Magazine and Tulsa World. We've won um, all kind of. We've won Taste of Bixby three times with our orange chipotle chicken. Like it's because it's fresh food, and people yeah. can tell the difference between like fresh food and crap. So I I, I was at a local restaurant. Um, Man, I could really be airing people out here. But I'm, I, I, I'm, you know what? You, I actually just want you to. Just I'm holding it out. I want you to just keep coming on because oh, all of my. I mean, it's like you studied the outline. Um, oh, you didn't yeah. send me an outline. This is organic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like just you're organic. you're just, just rolling through all my questions. Yeah, yeah he's it's, doing. Uh, but yeah, the so I was at a local restaurant, and again, uh, ask me privately, and I'll tell you. But I was on a uh, I was on like a seafood and veggies kick. I was like, man, I I had. I'd been in the restaurant industry. We were opening up another one. I was like, 
I was like, man, I put, I put on a bunch of weight. I was like, because these, all these people are like, hey, we got to put together a menu. I need you to try these six entrees, <laughs> and then we'll try five different desserts, and then we'll do this. And they're like, all right, we'll break for lunch now. Let's go get lunch. I'm like, what? what, what we just you, had what lunch. Yeah, what, we what just ate. Call this? I like, just had five oh, lunches. No, this was work. Now hey, we're going to get call, lunch. Call yeah. me next time you're doing a little like, tasting thing. Yeah, right. I can put some food away. Yeah. You're my first offer. Yeah. There right. you go, man. And I'll do it for free. <laughs> Nobody's ever asked to come taste all the prime steaks they give us. They never? Never. Never. Mm, weird. It's weird. Um, well, I'm glad I'm the first one. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I think I I think I said that to you. <laughs> I think you might have been, yeah. I think it might have been. I'll have to check, like, my, hey man, can you check my to Rolodex. Of, oh, yeah, all my taste testers. All so, your, yeah, one yeah. day. Your massive who's notifications my, on your phone. Right, exactly. So with uh, with this restaurant, I was, I was like, I was on a fish and veggies kick, right? So... Went in there, I noticed they had fish and chips on the menu. Mm. I'm like, okay, well, and I I guess I was just naive, but I was like 25 years old, had a restaurant that, that did everything in-house, hand-battered things, all that. So I just, you got fish, it's the only fish you have on the menu, yeah. and it's a popular restaurant. I was like, okay, cool, like you, you guys have been around a long time. So I ordered the fish and chips, I said, just just don't batter it, um, just cook it up. I don't care how, how you cook it up. I know it's a really flaky fit, like I think they were doing cod. It's really flaky fish. Like if you need to saute it, steam it, grill it, whatever you want to do. Um, so the bartender comes back out, and they're like, "Oh, uh, we can't do that." I was like, "Why?" I was like, "I'll still pay the. F- I mean, I'll pay the full price. You're saving product." I was like, "Yeah, I'll pay the full price." They're like, "Our it's already battered." I was like, and "Of course, again, I was I, I felt felt naive. I was like, who batters their fish? Like that's <laughs> it's just, it it seems so odd to me." And I was like, so I was. They could tell my confusion. Mm. And I was like, and again, just total naive. Well, I'm sure this person doesn't work there anymore because they went and got the box of frozen cod fillets, rebreaded out of the walk-in or out of the freezer and brought it. Brought it out of the kitchen. To the bar. Oh, wow. That's not. And said, yeah, it's the, uh, it's, we just get them like this. I was like, um, I'm just going to have a salad. (laughs) It's like, it's frozen. Yeah. Sorry, we yeah. got thawed Sorry, out. Yeah, we Do you have th- frozen we lettuce? Thaw, we got microwave the lettuce. We got we yeah. got thawed out real quick. So <laughs> it was stuff like that was my first like just eye opener that I was like, oh my god, like how many people are just like mowing this down and be like, oh man, this is fantastic. I'm like, it's not like you can you can say that you know you could blind taste two people and be like, like oh which one's frozen? And if you have a good enough product even on the frozen side where they can't tell. Well, they're going to tell if they eat that for a week versus if they eat fresh stuff for a week. Like, yeah. the body just, the body knows. I mean, food's medicine. Like, mm-hmm. the, it knows whether you're putting in a bunch of preservatives and crap or um, if you're putting in fresh food. So, that's why, that's why we are, ve- I'm, I'll give anybody a kitchen tour. I'll show them our whole walk-in. I mean, you've got all of our house-made everything. I mean. Ooh, future video so. idea? Yeah. I like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, yeah. that kind of, I mean. <laughs> put you on spot. I mean, we're yeah, out here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I put you on the spot about your chef. I put you on the spot. Oh, I had a real, real quick question. I know it's you're on the hot seat, those. right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so right. Bring it on. With like, So is it not illegal to say that I, I make something homemade, but it's already pre-made? Is no. that not? That's not. Like no. Oh, that sucks. That's just terrible. That's just it's bad just business. Mar- yeah, I mean, marketing. I mean, it's it gets pretty wild when like Burger King was like, the Impossible Whopper? Well, no, like they had the like, they had like one of the blind tests. I saw it. Uh, it was it was an ad on my uh, on my Twitter the other day, and it came up and it was like, now using one hundred percent real beef, and I was like, 
when you have to put together a Twitter <laughs> campaign to tell people that now oh. you are using one hundred. When wasn't it a, when wasn't it a hundred percent? And that's, that's what I want to like, know. Like, if you're willing to brag about using fresh beef or, um, you know, Taco Bell had a couple years ago, or it's probably longer than a couple of years, but there was like sand in their beef or something. Like, I wouldn't doubt oh, that yeah. stuff like that. Like, it's like. It's inc- dirt never it's hurt incredible nobody. To me. It's incredible to me. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, no wonder all these kids are getting sick these days. They didn't have sand in their beef. Like yeah, exactly. I yeah. ate a mud pie at some point, ridiculous. I'm sure. That's why I don't have coronavirus. All that sand I ate. Yeah. Um, it's still in there, actually. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's weighing you down. So, it, uh, so it's kind of funny, like, all these, all these places that are, like, bragging about, oh, man, yeah, we do fresh stuff. So as far as the, like, legality of it, no, that's like, a, no, not even close. It's all just marketing. I mean, people. I mean, house cured pastrami. Like, no, it's not. Like, there, there are some places doing it. Don't get me wrong, but like, there's just, there's just not. Yeah, there's. I would say probably eighty percent of what I've seen. I could be, you know, maybe I've just gone to all the wrong restaurants out of blind dumb luck. Um, you know, the last ten years, but like seventy to eighty percent of restaurants are are. Almost completely or largely reliant on pre-made, pre-cooked, processed, frozen. Ten years, man, that's a bad run of luck. You're due. Right? I'm so due. <laughs> You're due. I'm so due. That's why I had to do it myself. I was like, yeah. can I always do this? Like, I might as well just do like, it myself. My cooks were so <laughs> mad at me because, of course, when we opened, I was a bit, of a, a bit of a hypocrite. When we opened, we had frozen sweet potato fries at trays. And then each time we redo the menu, I take a different thing like and make sure it's way over the top fresh. So... And Matt Longoria, my, my 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 head guy in the kitchen over at Trey's, he gets so mad at me because we'll go to food shows and he's like, hey, did you see those sweet potato fries? Those look pretty good. You know, we don't have to cut all of ours. I'm like, yes, we do. He's like, damn it. Dude, but, that's uh, one of the things that I hated most about bartending was cutting fruit. Yeah, exactly. Then they got really? then, then well, they got yeah, a slicer. Well, yeah. And I was like, bro, oh, this have you ever same. cut a sweet potato? Uh, I've tried. Yeah, it's like, not happening. Yeah, you have to get a hatchet. Or <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's ridiculous. Get so a hacksaw. We have we do have a like a fry cutter, so we can like put a regular potato on it, and then we got like the mallet, like we bring mm-hmm. it down, right. But sweet potato fries, now you have to cut every single fry by hand. Well, not and, all and sweet gotta, potatoes like, are the same. Either. Gotta, yeah, and you got to like put all your weight on the knife, and then we got this big old knife. We big, and then slam that down, and then you're able to. So it's uh, you know, you cut a case of those, and you're like, ah, yeah. like you're a little in a little pain, but. At the same time, like, sweet potato fries frozen are, like, they're naturally sweet, obviously, because they're sweet potato fries. But they're artificially sweetened as well and artificially colored. Like, if you get a sweet potato fry and it's bright orange, that's not how things fry. Yeah. Like, oh, like the, the school sweet yeah, potato fries? Yeah. There's no, there's <laughs> no, and I'd love to see somebody cut a sweet potato fry in a waffle cut. Good God. But... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that think that should out? be your next project. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you. Matt, Matt Longori, you hear that? You're gonna be sweet. You're gonna be. I'm coming waffle, in, and I want cutting, some waffle sweet potato. Waffle fries. cutting some sweet potatoes. <laughs> Fresh, exactly. So that's where it's funny because that everything every time we change into something different, he's like, "Man, we got to hand cut all this cabbage for our slaw. We go through so much slaw." I'm like, "Yeah, man." He's like, ah, "Okay, fine." I'm like. And the cost is different too because now so many people are buying the that's that's pretty much what you can decide. You can decide use frozen, pay a premium for frozen, save on labor. So you got cheap labor, high food costs. Or pay your labor to prep all the fresh food and like heads of raw cabbage are cheap, like super cheap. Yeah. So you can either have one or the other. So all these people are like, well, you know, I'm saving so much time, you know, on prep. I'm like, 
yeah, but you know what you just paid for cabbage? Right. You know how cheap cabbage is? Yeah. I was like, come on, like potatoes? Yeah. Why are you, like, so, and then they wonder, they're like, man, I can't get my food cost below 40%. I'm like, yeah, because everything comes in frozen bags and it's yeah. expensive. I mean, you want to pay a little bit more for some cabbage, just go down to Sprouts or something. Yeah, Instead right. of like, you know. <laughs> exactly. Here's my thing. You're paying somebody to cut that. Either I'm paying my guys. Or I'm paying the guy that cut it and put it in the bag. I'm paying the guy that cut it for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But and the only problem is, yeah, yeah, that, the only problem yeah. is, I'm paying the guy that cut it for him. I'm paying the guy that packaged it for him. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm paying the, the rent on the, the building that the freezer's in. Yeah. I'm paying the, like, I'm yeah. I'm paying all that when I could just cut it myself. I'm already right. paying the rent on, on the building that I'm in, cutting it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm already paying the guy. So, the whole, the whole, like, the whole food industry is extremely interesting to me because I'm just like, I couldn't sleep at night if I was doing, like, some of the stuff that these people are doing. I worked for a food broker in college, uh, Keith and Associates. They were kind of an extension of Benny Keith. Benny Keith, yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So we used we to do, do some food shows all the time. Yeah, we do some work with them. That's actually who we get our our uh, tomahawks through. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because they, they couldn't do, like, um, we work with them in U.S. Foods for the most part, and then we do, like, yeah, we all of our pork us. is from Prairie Creek Farms just down the road in Kellyville. Uh, shout out, Nate. Perfect segue, bro. Perfect. It's Some like local he's, it's flavor. It's like he's done this before. It's like he's done this before. <laughs> well, he did do a fantastic yeah. job on Fullback U. Yeah, which is JD Runnels. JD Runnels, yeah. yeah. Fullback U. I was JD on with Runnels. the goat, Dominique Franks. Dom uh, Franks. That was, uh, that, was, um, that was cool. Looked up to uh, him. Mario. Yep. Mario. Mario. Yeah. Mario was on there too. Yep. Um, yeah, which was cool because he's really big here in Tulsa. Yeah, it's cool because it was it was cool to get a, another perspective because he played football, obviously, and it's a football podcast. So it was cool to hear some of the stories, but you know he's he's got such a cool story. If you haven't oh, yeah. if you haven't looked that up after yeah. you watch this one, go check yes, like the everybody. entirety of it. Yeah, um, well, and whatever subscribe to that too yeah. Yeah. for so sure. Fullback U podcast is incredible. It's good. JD does. I'm not awesome even a U fan. Um, and he brought Jason Weiss Heisman with I know. him too. So of course everybody walks into trays and they're like, Yeah, well you guys are right at the, the front door. <laughs> is that the Heisman? And they like turn like, is that the Heisman? That's where you're like, Yeah, that's my Heisman, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll let Jason put his name on it because you know yeah. it was. You know, well, that's what they were saying. They they were saying that it's like unexpectedly heavy. It's yeah, it's weird because they're like hold it by the base. I'm like, yeah, but it's real top heavy. Yeah, and those are made in Oklahoma, which yeah. is cool, and they've been made in Oklahoma for a really long time. But the detail on it was incredible. Really? I mean, just like, do you guys have the most hands? And like, uh, yeah, we should. Do you? I figured Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, all the guys in leather helmets in the in the you know <laughs> early 1900s were like, well, it's funny that well, OU people <laughs> want to pick a certain part of history of college football to talk about. Yeah, after let's, well, I mean, we can't pick a time after in ours it was, when it's after it was, you know, like fully integrated and people started wearing real helmets and whatnot. Like, like yeah. per, post World well, War II is pretty much what we go off of, and we've been the dominant program of that time. But yeah, well, we, we almost lost our program. I think uh, Navy helped us. I can't yeah. remember the story. Na- it was Navy. Yeah, Navy gave us the ROTC program. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of what helped us, uh, the Notre Dame football program. Looking at some of the, like, I forgot who had it on Twitter the other day, but it was, um, you need, you need like the, is it Jamie on the, on, on the Joe Rogan? Yeah. That's got like, like always. Yeah. He, he well, just, we're going to put a TV right Yeah. There. He can just be like, man, I saw a tweet the other day that. Uh, Oreo or not. Uh, talk about that. Like, yeah. Fact uh, checking. Babe Ruth was playing against, uh, you know, these guys named and it was like. The the names if I were to if I were to try and make up a name right now that sounded funny it wouldn't be as funny <laughs> oh, as yeah. the names that were on there. Are and you going to go see him when he comes into like, town? Oh yeah, me too. Oh yeah, um, was it the clown? Uh, what's the tour called? Something clown. Sacred clown. Sacred clown tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was just watching his podcast uh, this morning uh, about 
his reaction to the Wilder and Fury fight. So oh, fight companion. Uh, well, it was it was oh the clip. Yeah, the clip. The clip was, from Fight uh, Companion. Yeah, I mean, I had uh, big things to do this morning. Be on your podcast. I mean, that's I wanted, right. I wanted you to just I wasn't just gonna sit down and be like, well, yeah. uh, hey, we're slated for an hour, oh, but it might go a little longer. I'm not gonna, you know, at five o'clock, you know, uh, you know, bust <laughs> out this two hour podcast uh, right before I go film my own, you know, record right. my own podcast. So it, uh, but yeah, the 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 way sports have changed have been really cool. I mean, you right. look at the combine yesterday. Oh my gosh, like. CD Lamb hit his cash that's going viral. I mean, obviously, I follow a lot of OU stuff, so mm-hmm. a lot of people on my Twitter share it. So maybe it's not as popular as as nationally as I think it is. Excuse me, but like just the look at the way he's built. I'm like, he put on like he had to have put on like 20 pounds of muscle while he's at OU, and he's just just yoked, and he he goes up for this catch, and it's a you know it's a toe tap and sideline catch. It was it was thrown, it was way overthrown. Goes up, grabs it spins, I mean, it's like a ballerina. Like, he, he spins his body in the air with no, like, with no leverage on it. Like, whips his head around, and then oh, yeah. toe tap, and then he goes, like, one hand, somersault type situation. Um, but nobody in the, nobody in 1914 was going up for that. No. They didn't yeah. even throw they didn't it. The forward pass. I don't like, think you know they what threw mean? it. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, so, that's, that's what a lot of stink was about on the NFL 100, was, like, oh, the all 100 team. And it was like, you know, people would be left off the list and you were like, like it was, uh, was it, was Adrian? There was somebody big that was left off a list. I was trying to think of who it was. Um, but they had like, you know, some guy that played in like the, you know, thirties or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like you see <laughs> right. what, like you, you see pictures of DK Metcalf and you're like, I'm pretty sure if he ran into that guy, like <laughs> he's a receiver, like like mm-hmm. like forget yeah. about like Ray Lewis coming down the line. Ray Lewis is even retired. Like yeah. you think of some of these other guys, like well, it's just and all these guys on the end. Like he would he would have picked up offensive linemen from that and just like just picked him up by the just throw <laughs> well. It just goes to show you again the advancements in technology, nutrition, science, nutrition, mm-hmm. and which like, is and it's I mean without getting all like Darwin on it, like like evolution on just a on just a, you know, larger, like, athletic, like, gifted people tend to, like, do well, right? Yeah. Like, that's just the way it is. Like, Colin Coward talks about, give me the bigger guy. Like, always mm-hmm. give me the bigger, stronger guy. Because that's, like, the LeBron argument, right? Like, yeah, LeBron versus, like, a Steph Curry. Steph Curry, like, is, like, inspiring a whole generation of athletes that can't go down there and, and, and bang amongst the big boys, the, you yeah. know, seven-footers. They can just Trey Young it and stay outside and shoot thirty yeah. footers all day and knock them down. So yeah, it's with with that bit like over all these years, like it's like the pedigree of like you know two athletes. Like you look at McCaffrey, like his dad was a beast. Mm-hmm. Like there is no like I would have I would have tried to draft that kid like in the hospital room. Like I'd, <laughs> like when he was born, I'd have been in there, been like, sir, can we get you to sign here? Um, no. We'd like to get the rights to like college recruits, like, yeah, and savings in like. It's a healthy looking baby. You know, I think he'd look good in crimson. That is we're what gonna, he's doing. He's like that. wrapping him in like houndstooth uh, for the Bear Bryant. Like I think he's just genetically producing people down there. He is. It's, he builds them in a lab. I'm well, sure of it's it. just he I don't know how much longer he's gonna do it. Like what else does he have to prove? Like he's already, in my opinion, the greatest college coach of all time. I mean, he's done it he's done it multiple places mm-hmm. and he's sustained excellence. You look at sustained sustained excellence um, as a way to judge you know how 
people are doing things right. Yeah. Like don't judge them off their one year that we they went crazy. It's much harder to sustain excellence. That's why the Spurs run was so crazy. I mean, this this year or last year was like one of the first years that they hadn't had 50 wins in like 18 years or some some crazy number. It may not be 18. We need Jamie. Like it was <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fact God check. Lord. Jamie. Jamie. Good Lord. That. So like they do things like that. Like that's way more impressive. Yeah. And I don't know, it's a, a flash in the pan team that's relying on just a couple of players because like the Spurs, it's a system. Like the Patriots, that's why they're so impressive. Yeah. Like, how have they been able to do this with basically only two people, like Belichick and Brady, the only two common denominators in the whole thing? You're like, Good lord, it's incredible. Yeah. So Well, speaking on the nutrition side and uh the advancements. You, I mean, just sticking with nutrition, you have two different concepts. Trey's is basically all local. So Trey's, it's it's kind of interesting. So the concept of Trey's um, is we would look around and suburbs were built because young, this is going to get really deep, but suburbs exist because major business centers, ma- major population centers like downtowns, midtowns, um, they would attract um, young couples, usually, um, I know it's hard to say this in 2020, but the guy would be attractive. Like, again, this is a long time ago. So, guy would be I'm usually the breadwinner. Yeah, I'm offended. Young. Um, <laughs> triggered. Triggered. So, always offended. Anyways, I'm going to make would, a TikTok video about it. He would come down, right? Um, they would come down. They would, you know, work. Then whenever they wanted to start a family, they would want to get a little more bang for their buck, better schools, like bigger homes. Like they don't want to, you know, live in, you know, one of the high rises or whatever. Right. So they would move away and then just commute. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why I like morning radio, like the commute is such a big thing because people don't live where they work. At least they have to drive for the most part. So all these suburbs, all the chain restaurants caught on first. Right. That's why Applebee's is the neighborhood grill. And all they do is show, throw up like the local high school football team's Jersey. And they're like, Oh, we're local, but you can get this exact salad in Newark, um, <laughs> but we're local, swear. So, yeah. anyways, so they got onto it first. So chain restaurants, boom. You can't go downtown Tulsa and find an Applebee's Mm-mm. because it's it's local, right? So we didn't. We were sick of the suburbs being left for dead with chain restaurants. Like you should, you should still be able to feel like a Tulsan if you live at 101st and Memorial. Yeah. Like like you like you pay your taxes, like you vote, like. You're every bit of a Tolson as the one that lives downtown. Like mm-hmm. so that's where we kind of so the layout of Trey's is we've got the Canes ballroom stage where we keep up to date all the Canes ballroom uh, like show posters and all that kind of stuff. So we did like a we did like a stage, everybody knows the curtains and everything that of the of the famous Canes ballroom. Then on one side, Ethan Hopper uh, did a beautiful mural that's in perspective. So like you're standing like memorials at your feet and then all the way up at the top is downtown and it's it's a beautiful mural and then our big screen we modeled after the admiral twin theater um so it's got the four posts you know that the admiral has and it's angled everything like that and then we got local uh show, local movies uh outsiders and, and uh um keys to tulsa and tex like local posters like that so we very much wanted people to walk into trays and still feel like they're Tulsans mm-hmm. and, and they do. And it's, it's cool where we've, uh, we've really tried. I think that every entrepreneur, um, especially, uh, especially restaurants. And maybe I just say, especially restaurants because it's close to me, but restaurants see a lot of people. 
and they have influence on, you know, we're going to provide you and your family a good dinner. We're going to provide you a meal, sustain you, and you're going to go home, whatever, go on to your day. Well, with us and every entrepreneur, again, you have a certain responsibility to your community to to better it. I mean, I'm, I'm an Eagle Scout with Troop 26, um, and it was always, you know, leave a place better than you found it. Mm-hmm. So I want people to be excited if – you know, we build a trays in wherever, a Lasso Broken Arrow, wherever, because they know with that concept is going to come, you know, charitable giving, uh, involvement. Uh, I just had a Bixby Development Foundation meeting yesterday morning. I'm on the um, Bixby Outreach Center's advisory board for years, uh, Bixby Metro Chambers board. And then we just started doing this really cool thing this year called the Give Back Burger. So the Give Back Burger is, I get hit up for donation requests a lot because I've done a lot with Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, and there's just we've just done a lot with a lot of people, right? But that's always a good thing. But I, I just get hit up a lot, so you can donate yourself right out of business. So it's a it's a balance you have to keep, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did as kind of a multifaceted solution to that, where I still wanted to give, but I couldn't just sit there and write checks all day. Mm-hmm. So what I did was we came up with this burger that lives on the menu full time, just called the Give Back Burger, and it changes monthly. Um, and the recipe changes monthly. So the, or the recipe changes monthly and the charity that it goes to, uh, changes monthly. So like we're doing like James mission this month. Um, we've done uh, cystic fibrosis foundation. We did uh, Trimble strong foundation. We do, we, we do these, uh, little lighthouse we did and we just do a different burger and $2 of every burger goes to that charity. And the cool aspect of it that I didn't see happening. And, and it's cool to have just the you know, a lot of people didn't know about James Mission. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know about these charities doing these fantastic things. And the awareness is invaluable because we have 7,000 or whatever uh, uh, likes on our Facebook page. So whenever we push something out, it gets a pretty decent reach. So, you know, there are some people that are like, oh, you know, I've never heard of that. Let me click on that link. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man. Like, I know, I know some people that are involved with this. Like, that really hits home. Like, that's – so it's a cool awareness thing. But then, again, like, even with Twitter – so, like, Facebook is everybody that's around you, right? Like, mm-hmm. your friends mm-hmm. and people that you know that you see every day, right? Well, Twitter is more, much more aligned with your interests. So, OU football, you know, Vikings football, um, Thunder, golf, all kinds of stuff. I, I have a multitude of different interests that I share followers with or that I share with my followers. So, with that, I don't have a lot of local. But mm-hmm. I push it out to, to Twitter. I'm like, hey, we're doing this. And I put a link. And now people, some people are like, oh, cool, like, I can't get there, but here's 10 bucks, right? Yeah. And they'll, and they'll just donate it to the link. So I'm like, well, that's cool. So there are certain aspects of it that have been really cool. So I want people to be excited and every restaurant should, you know, build in philanthropy or, or at least raise awareness about something. And a lot of them do a really good job with it. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, McNally's group does an incredible job as well. So with that, I want people to be excited when, you know, if I want to build a, a trace somewhere else, you know, be like, oh man, our community is going to get better by putting this in. Yeah. Because that's what, you know, a lot of people, we serve alcohol. So a lot of people, are, you know, are somewhat sensitive to, oh man, like, you know, that's another place, you know, that's serving booze and putting people at danger and all this. But, um, but if you're able to, there's not a lot of businesses that can affect a community positively from a philanthropic, philanthropic side. There we go. Goodness. I wouldn't have been able to do that. What'd you put in that water? Good Lord. I'm going to have some more. Um, but uh, LSD. Yeah, I can light this on, light this on fire. Um, but the, 
people are like, oh, I'm glad this company's coming to town because they provide a good service. Right. Um, but I want to also put the, oh, they, they provide a good, not only do they provide a good service, but they're going to better the community as well. So I think that's extremely important. Do all, do all of your, I, I think, I think we chatted about this before, but do all of your, like every month. So what are you doing for March? Cause uh, this, w- this, this is Aaron March 1st, March 2nd, March 2nd. I've got, I've, I've got, got like list. three or four. Give me that. Um, Give I, I've been, I've been hit up. Uh, I've been hit up a lot on it. So, um, I haven't decided, uh, for next month yet. Oops. Yeah. Oh, got the list. There you go. We're, we're pretty f- professional here, man. Yeah. yeah. Mar- Mark is. Mark's pretty March 2nd. I was about to say he emailed that to you. Mar- yeah, Mar- no, Mark it's on a Google share drive. Oreo just figured out how a Google share, share drive works. Oh, that's good. On Better late than never. On our yeah, first he's 35, episode. too. Oh, very nice. <laughs> yes. Very nice. While we were recording it. <laughs> so we... Do what? Uh, I said Oreo learned about it while we were recording. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he's right. like, what? It's no way I can do this? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, so for March, I will... Uh, I'll have to get it to you. and You can say it on... Uh, well, we'll have a recap a show. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have Folds of Honor. My sister's uh, um, uh, just started working with the Folds of Honor last year. Um, so, obviously, Folds of Honor, um, Campfire does a fantastic job. These um, are all local, are all, too, yeah. right? They're yeah. all, like, legit well, and we, and local. We try and, try like, to find a local chapter. Yeah, like, we find a local chapter or, like, hyper-local. Like, this, like the Trimble Strong Foundation. Yeah, exactly. Like, Jinx, mm-hmm. like, James Mission. Broken Arrow, like yeah, we try and do local stuff. Little Lighthouse, extremely local. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't know the the Red Cross. Yeah, has, so I remember like my my couple hundred bucks, you know, whatever. The Red Cross is going to be like, like they might lose that check. <laughs> like, I'd be like, oh, probably lost more money than even, they've gained. I don't even know where that is. Like, <laughs> like so we we yeah we try and focus on local local. Yeah, so. they that that was like the big thing that. When, when the big when the tornado hit more ran through there and everybody was trying to get there and mm-hmm. everybody was like you know don't go you're you're causing yeah. more of an issue and yeah. they're like just donate to Red Cross and I'm like well is that money directly going no, to Oklahoma? No. I remember my my late grandmother um, she was uh, you know because uh, people that uh, are in their golden years uh, tend to get targeted for more scams mm-hmm. and whatnot right yeah. and and not to say Red Cross is a scam but they got they get hit up for a lot of charitable giving and whatnot. Well, mm-hmm. they had these pamphlets in her Sunday school class at Asbury United Methodist, and it was it had the breakdown of all of the like what their administrative costs were. Like, this is you know Red Cross. Their CEO makes this much. Mm-hmm. This is and not to say that it's not hard work running the American yeah. Red Cross, but when the board makes this much, when the you know the local chapter or whatever makes this much, like like. It, I'm not saying it's not hard work, but there's a certain point where it's a bit like that's why I always look at how much money per dollar. Like cystic fibrosis is fantastic because I'm like then like ninety ninety to ninety five cents I think. Yeah. Um, I could even be lower, but anyways, that's why I got involved with them was they were, I mean, they were just such a well run organization, and there's a lot of there's a lot of bloated uh, bloated salaries and bonus structures for some heads of nonprofits. So I try and look at that because yeah, you try to make sure that you're giving back I- immediately yeah. to the community. And like the more stuff, like there was a bunch of like food trucks that went down there and like mm-hmm. there was a bunch of, I know a bunch of the barbecue guys that went down there. Obviously that's a circle that I'm a little more involved in, but no, like 
that is absolutely more valuable than giving you the Red Cross. Yeah. Absolutely more valuable. Mm-hmm. There, any other argument makes zero makes no sense. Yeah. Like, there are certain things, like, there are certain things that, that I will just oppose and beg people. Like, I will, I got on the phone with, like, Pandora for business the other day because we were getting our Pandora set up at the new place. And I had a, I had a, I had a, they called a mood, like the Pandora for business. I had a box. Mm-hmm. It was working fine, and it was a hundred bucks or whatever, and it's like twenty six bucks a month. I got on the phone with the guys. I'm like, "Hey, I just need to activate this." They're like, "Oh no, we need to send you a new one." I was like, "No, like I have it in my hand. Mm-hmm. I have it in my hand. Just activate it. Here's the code on it. This was the business it was in. Just turn it back on. I'll pay the twenty six bucks a month. I'll just pick that back up." They're like, "No, uh, that was from the former owner." I'm like, "I agree. Same team. We." I bought the business mm-hmm. that the former owner bought this under. So now I, I am, for all intents and purposes, same licenses, same everything. So yeah. it's as if it never changed. So just turn it back on. You're good to go. <laughs> nope, can't do it. Got to send you a new one. I said, well, you want to charge me $100 for a new one. So you're charging me $100, so it's worth $100 to you. So the one in my hand, that's the exact same thing. You want me to throw away. But you can justify that it is worth $100 <laughs> because because before the account was canceled, it was worth $100. And yeah. you want me to send you $100 to get a new one that's the exact same. Why don't I just here, send this I will, back? I will take a picture of each of them, and you will tell me which one is which. Is, is which. And I was, I, I mean, 100 bucks in the long term of opening up a you know huge business yeah like is nothing but God, it was the principal. I was like. Exactly. You, I, I was like, I need to talk to a supervisor, manager, whatever. I need somebody to tell me why I need to throw away something that you value at a hundred dollars. So you can send me something that's the exact same thing. Yeah. And I still haven't got it to work. The, the, the system's trash. Like it's absolute garbage. <laughs> like I had like three or four it guys come out, try and like set it up. Like it is, you look on, look on mood, like on the app store, like mood controller and look at the reviews. Is it like, rough? It is a bloodbath. I think they have, they have hundreds of reviews and they average a 1.1 star. Ugh. And the only person, like one person gave him a three cause he like got his to connect and he's like, you could tell he just wasn't the guy to give it one. Like this guy could like, like find a corpse in his burger and be like, "Well, you know, the bun was great." Like, <laughs> like so, like, like Whoa. he would not have. Like, everything was like, bad. Yeah, exactly. Well, like you know, was, but he's looking at the brighter side of it. Exactly. I got it to work. I mean, so. I hear it, but yeah. So it was like stuff like that. Anything that I just cannot reason. Like I need, I need somebody to make it make sense to me. So that's kind of like that Red Cross thing. Like yeah. I need you to make it make sense to me. That me bringing stuff to a more or bringing a food truck, bringing anything there is harmful compared to giving it to a, right. an organization that yeah. that will not give it fully to the victim or to the affected. I don't want to call them victims. Well, I mean, they're anyways, got to be careful these days. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. good Lord. I can't believe I just stopped myself. That was weird. You got, I mean, sometimes. I, I do it all the time. That was weird. I'm really bad. Man. I say all kinds of dumb stuff. 2020. <laughs> so I mean, I I know you just you got you got Cardinal Club up and running. Yeah, really excited. Um, about that. and you've had trays for well, over five years. Yeah. November of 2014. I've, I've I've had this concept in mind, the the semi private concept for a long time because it's I don't think it exists in Oklahoma. No, I but see that's the funny thing is is that I I was talking to somebody else in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about what you were doing and what you were going to open. And I was like, I go, you know, it kind of reminds me. Uh, I played college hockey up in the Boston area. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so up there we had social clubs. Yeah. Uh, but you can't do that concept here. Apparently you, uh, yeah, the state of Oklahoma won't allow you to do that. Well, it's weird. So like everybody expects like, Oh, semi-private. So that means the night, you know, is mm-hmm. private or like certain areas are private only. Like what we did was there's not a really, there's not really a space out South for, um, like private lunches, like, yeah, like bankers, home builders, you know, insurance guys, uh, lawyers, whoever, whoever, salespeople. Like if you have a valuable client and you want to spend 100% of your focus on them and make them feel important, as important as they probably are to you, like, and you want to get out of the office, you want to wind and dine them a little bit, like that. So the 11 to 5 Monday through Friday is members only because you can do that. There's not the little league team walking in, screaming, yeah. like whatever. There's not a crying baby next to you. There's not, there's not, you can't not get in. Oh, we're on a wait. Like, oh crap. Like I, you know, I need to have this lunch. Like, so it's, I can have like eight to 10 tables in there and you can't see anybody else because I have so many different like areas. Oh, like yeah. I have uh, the back cigar room, the front cigar room. Obviously during lunch, you know, not often are people going in at 11 and lighting up cigars for the most yeah. part. We get a lot of afternoon traffic in there. But um, but for the most part, I can see you anywhere and you can have a private lunch with somebody. That's nice. So that's valuable. So like we've got like First Star Bank, Spirit Bank. Um, we've got like a couple of oil guys, home builders, like all those that they just come in a lot for lunch because they know that they can have a private nice dedicated and quiet. food comes out quick. You're not waiting on, you know, them to put out 50 other tables worth of food. Right. Um, food comes out quick. Um, and you can have it short of a lunch or as long of a lunch as you like. And what's interesting is like other clubs, um, like the social clubs, social memberships, so like Cedar Ridge and all that. That's kind of our competition is the social membership to Cedar Ridge. It's like they charge you a premium after they've already charged you to get in. And that's, I, I don't want people to be able to poke holes in my concept. So what we did was, it's like 100 bucks a month for a two-year um, agreement or 120 bucks a month for a one-year agreement. And we have like cigar lockers that are a little extra and then wine lockers that are a little extra as well. But uh, if anybody wants a tour, just come on by. So yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> a little plug. So with uh, a hot seat, with uh, take you up on it. With that, like I don't want to go to a, I don't want to go to a club that I'm already paying to get into and then pay a premium like, I don't want to, I don't want to pay $9 for my crown oil. I don't like, I don't want to pay $11. You know, it's, I don't want to pay. You shouldn't be charged a premium if you're already getting charged to be in there. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of these places, like we have no initiation fee. Like, and I tried to join the, uh, I was, I was on the edge of joining the Oaks. I had my packet. I was right in there. Like it's a $5,000 initiation fee. And I was like, that's so I'm paying, I'm going to pay you every month, whether I'm here or not. Mm-hmm. And there's quarterly drink and food minimums, whether I'm here or not. So you are getting, as far as cost is concerned, like the, whatever it's producing to maintain the space, any, any more wear and tear I'm putting on the place. Like I get it. If you have a thousand people playing golf in a day, like you're going to have wear and tear. Yeah. But like, if I'm not there and I'm not using the towels, I'm not using any, and I'm just not even affecting, like I'm still getting charged. Mm -hmm. So to charge me a premium on top of that, Makes no sense. And then to charge me a $5,000 initiation fee, and I'm not even talking like Southern Hills, like the $100,000 joining fee and all that. Like, good God. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm glad people will pay for exclusivity. That That's something I like. But the idea that then you go in and they're like, oh, well, you're in a nice place, so now you've got to spend this much on that. Like, no. Yeah. Like, so what we did was you get the 11 to 5 Monday through Friday access, but then at dinner you get discounts. So, mm. like, on the whole, like, all entrees, you get discounts. So... That's what's cool is 
you can actually, I mean, if you're there once a week, especially the people that live around there, like if you're there once a week, like you might break even on your membership Yeah, and you're going to go eat anyways. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you get great food at a discounted price. So we, again, we didn't want to pay a premium. So, or we didn't want people paying a premium for stuff that, I mean, it's great stuff, but just because you're already paying into me shouldn't give me the ability to charge you more for that. Yeah. So with all the dinner discounts and everything, it's really cool. We do wine tastings, like midweek wine tasting. So when suppliers come and hit me up, right? Like, they're like, hey, I've got somebody in from Oregon, you know, because it's not really set up for the suppliers to succeed because the winemaker comes in from Oregon or the wine sales rep or whoever, somebody associated with the actual winery will come in, talk to my sales rep, my local sales rep that represents the portfolio, right? Mm -hmm. So the sales rep will come talk to me. They've got to hit me right in that sweet spot of time in that like six months that I'm changing my wine list. Mm -hmm. If I'm not changing my wine list, they're pretty much shit out of luck. But if they are, then I'm like, okay, cool. I'll put it on my wine list. Well, now my servers that have been selling all this other wine on my list, they're not really familiar with it. And they're familiar with all these other wines. And my guests are already familiar with all these other wines. So, you know, it's got to, it's got to work its way into the comments. So like it could be three or four, five months down the road before that like person with the winery actually sees any consumer activity from that meeting. So what we do is we invite all the members to my supplier tastings. Ah. So what I do is I've been, I've I've been doing them like once a week, but like they're, there's always a supplier in town from one of the companies, right? Mm-hmm. So it's cool because I'll just send an email out on Monday and be like, hey, we've got this supplier coming in Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever. Go ahead and come on by. And it's cool because these people are like titans of their industry, right? Like they have reached the top. The people that are the people that can go drink wine in the middle of the afternoon um, and, you know, own their own businesses or manage, you know, whatever. Like they are usually the most well-informed person in the room because they're the one selling whatever they're selling. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that have risen to a level that they can, they, they can do that. They're, they're alphas, right? So with that, you get like eight or nine of them tasting wine, something that most people are pretty ignorant on. I mean, I've, I've owned, I've know a lot about wine and I know that I'm ignorant on it. I'm so, way ignorant on like, it. Like, so wine's hard for me. Box wine. So pretty, oh, yeah. pretty, Slap pretty on point. So, so what's cool is you get to see they kind of, you know, they, they're a little more vulnerable learning about stuff, which is so cool because, um, you know, we've got, we've got people that go that are, um, like Steve Wright with Castle Rock Builders. He's, he's admittedly not a wine guy, but he comes to him and he's like, man, like I'm learning a lot. And it's so cool because like we get to have those conversations and they get to learn from the person like that came from the winery. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's not, it's not like somebody, you know, one of my servers that, you know, whoever knows the most about wine, hey, sit down with them and, and chat a little bit. Right. Like, it's somebody that knows the guy that planted the grapes. Yeah, you're getting yourself a good uh, test audience, too. So, they're like, well, I'm not yeah, sure if I like bottles. this. We had, like, 18 bottles put in wine lockers on the last one because they were like, man, I really like this. Oh, nice. Warren Swift abstract. Can I get a couple bottles in my locker? Yeah. I'm like, absolutely. Put it on the order list. Boom. Boom. So, um, we just got in the last eight bottles of Warren Swift Mercury Head that they had in the state. And I was like, you don't they, we didn't have Mercury Red for like five years in the state. I could never get it. And then my rep was like, hey, we got Mercury Red. And I was like, how many? They're like, just eight bottles. I was like, I want them all. Give them, them all to me. <laughs> yeah, they're great. So really excited about the concept. Uh, CardinalClubTulsa.com is really easy to remember. Uh, that's where you can look at the membership forms, membership breakdown, uh, menus, chef, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I know you just opened that up, but do you, I mean, you got any other 
future plans that you want to share with us? I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's scalable. I think the concept's scalable. Both? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, trays, obviously. You don't start a concept without, I mean, without thinking Thinking. and scaling it. So I think as far as scalability is concerned, like trays is something that would work in any suburb, Mm -hmm. which there are a lot of suburbs in America, Uh, but it would work in any suburb. People, like we almost put one, they want us to put one downtown, and it was like, well, that's kind of dumb because that's the whole concept yeah. is built on like giving Tolsons yeah, an, right. out, an outlet if they're in the suburbs. So that could work in any suburb. Um, Cardinal Club could also work in like the semi-private aspect in not basically in any suburb. I'll I'll dominate the burbs all day. So <laughs> like like I love the burbs. Like, give give me a location, absolutely. I'll go. So that's where like even like Evan and whatnot. If this if this concept it makes sense on paper. Mm-hmm. So if we can execute it, then yeah, real close to UCO, then, man. Then that's where trades would then be. Then we'll then we'll go over there. Yeah, there's real close. And then and then you, I mean, obviously, I'm not comparing myself to this person because he's the king. But like Hal Smith, you look at 61st. Yeah, like he's got three concepts right. in that. Like you got neighborhood jam, pub W, and mahogany all in one shopping center now. Which I can't. I don't know for a fact, but it would be extremely hard to convince me that he doesn't have ownership in the center. So like that would be the goal. Like I love having well, they trays and Cardinal Club in the same. Yeah, they move down the road. They move mahogany, right? Yeah, into that shopping center. Six oh, okay. Did, is so you guys used to come in. Did, you and Christian, uh, Michael. Yep. Um, did Josh you guys? Grace, all, Jeremy Smith. All yeah, you you guys all used to work at Charleston's or Waterfront. No, no, I was at Waterfront. So like Michael and I were at Waterfront. Ah. Uh, uh, Christian was at Mahogany. Mahogany. Yeah. Josh he, was at Waterfront. He's in Kansas City now. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Love that guy. Yeah, he's a good um, dude. And then, plus uh, he's a Blackhawks fan. Um, <laughs> um, he is. I've watched Blackhawks since like Chelios days, but well, that's a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I'm from Minnesota, I'm, you know, I like hockey. Yeah, but yeah. we, uh, yeah. So the idea of eventually having a shopping center that again, like the shopping vineyard on Memorial, like the shopping center at 108th, like it has both Cardinal Club and trays in it, mm-hmm. and I love it. The other day, I was running back and forth bartending at both places during lunch. Because I had somebody call in. I was like, I'd run over to Trey's in a dinner jacket, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, just make up a cocktail, leave, run out the back <laughs> Gotta door, go over, here. over to the other place. Gotta like, go back over here, yeah, like check on my steak. The value in that's going. And once, and if you believe an area is right for one, then the area is right for the other. I mean, yeah. like location, location, location. Like if, if a certain area is good, then, then why not put concepts that complement each other? Um, because the same people that come into Trey's, like they come into Cardinal. They, yeah. just, they just, you know, they'll come in when they're working or whatnot and bring clients into Cardinal and then they'll go to trays for dinner with, you know, wife and the kids yeah. go in to watch the game or whatever. So, mm. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, that would be the scalability portion of it is I think both can be scaled to suburbs and I would really like to eventually get into the same shopping center and it happens all over. I mean, you see these, there's a reason that the, let's see, what is that? 96th and Riverside shopping center is basically the exact same as the 71st and Garnett shopping center. It's like, oh, Kohl's, Shoe Carnival. Subway. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, like, I know oh, what you're like, talking about. It's, it's no accident that these companies are, like, like to be next to each other. Yeah. So, yeah. like, when you get into, like, the commercial development side of things, like, there are certain concepts that just, they're always next to each other. Yeah. So, like, when you drive around and you, like, think about it like that, you're like, oh, well, why is, why is there always a Home Depot by Lowe's? Why is there always, yeah, a, you know, no. whatever. Except Trying to qu- steal the other person's company. <laughs> Except for Quick Trip. I mean, they just go in and put everybody out. They just... Love Go them. wherever they want. Love them. Yeah, Quick Trip could put a location anywhere. In my buddy well. builds them. I know. I was there back in the day. I worked at Quick Trip from 16 to 18. Yeah, my uh, one of, one of my good buddies, Debo. 
Oh, Debo. Always back to Always Debo. Always back to Debo. Debo. Everything reverts back to Debo or Stucky in here. Oh, yeah? <laughs> good to know. Good and to you know. know Stucky. Yeah, I was, I was about to ask, you know Stucky. Yeah, I, he's I'm, a good dude, too. I'm not Stucky. Bro, I'm <laughs> telling you, he's, <laughs> he's a living legend. <laughs> he's a good dude, too. Everybody, everybody, man, he can't go anywhere without somebody knowing I think him. he was in, I think he was in, did you guys see that Alexander Sweet video? Yes. Uh, that went, that w- him getting chased <laughs> around the quick trip. <laughs> he was sitting at so, the. Yeah, he was standing there. I was like, hey. Yeah. That's yeah. Stucky. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Of course Gosh, it is. Hanging out and looking like the dude from Big Lebowski. That was so funny. Um, so tell people how they can – don't tell people how they can get a hold of you because then you'll just be hit up for a sponsor. Yeah, man, what's your I cell phone number? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every nonprofit person watching yeah. this is like no. ruling now. How can, <laughs> how can people follow you, follow um, what you're doing, kind of so, stay up to date? So uh, Trey's Tulsa is – well, I have so many Instagrams and Twitters now because I, like, <laughs> you're a social media is, tycoon, yeah, man. Yeah, right, right. Um, so uh, Twitter is Trey's Bar Grill, uh, Cardinal Club OK, and Travis Skoll S K O L are Twitter, um, and then Instagram is uh, Cardinal Club Tulsa with the underscores, um, and then. Trey's Tulsa on Instagram for Trey's, and then Facebook is real easy. Yeah, just type in. Carl well, we'll throw we'll throw we'll Trey's throw a link real. we'll throw a link in the yeah, description we'll just, of the yeah, video. We'll um, I don't have how to TikTok get, yet, so well, uh, head up Maxwell. Yeah, you know, I'll help you set one up. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. It'd be pretty cool if you just did some cool cutting videos of yeah. steak and threw them up there. People yeah, love it. I've been, Everyone yeah. likes food videos. Absolutely, I love food. Do you watch the Chef or Chef on Netflix? I haven't yet. I don't have a lot of. I don't have a lot of downtime. Free time. Yeah. So, like, my girlfriend, not happy about that. She's no, like, John Favreau, uh, he did the movie The well, Chef. I've seen, yeah. I've, the I've, movie, but now I've he does seen. Chef, the TV show on Netflix. I've seen... Uh, pretty good. I've seen things pop up on Twitter about it. And I, lo- I, and I love cooking. I mean, I, I moved away from when I was... Uh, I was a senior in high school. I moved away from home. Uh, mm-hmm. My housing family said, "Look, if you don't eat what we cook, you have to make your own food." I'm not going to make something well, as long for as you. as long as here's the thing: like being on the catering side and the restaurant side of things, like as long as people are watching things that are real life, like like John Favreau stuff, or yeah. like there's a great um, salt, acid, fat, heat uh, on Netflix. I used to. Um, I haven't watched the the whole thing, but they just do episodes where, like, this episode's about salt. The chef goes to Japan. Um, mm. like they harvest salt from the sea. They go through, like, different soy sauce. They do all this stuff. And they go to Italy for the fats episode. And they get, like, they make olive oil. And they mm. take, like, you know, like, pork fat. And they take, like, like cheeses and all the different fats, right? So they basically say if you can, if you can master those four, then you can cook. Hmm. Mm. I always recommend people go to those. I don't recommend people going to Pinterest. <laughs> because no, then, no. because then, when you get married, you come to me and you say, "Hey, uh, I've got, I've got a, a, a wedding coming up. I would like you to cater it." Like, okay, fantastic, absolutely. Let's. What kind of menu do you have in mind? Oh, well, I was on Pinterest, and I'm like, no. <laughs> You're immediately like, oh I'm gosh. like, you want me to cook your your whatever, like whatever you want me to cook. Parmesan crusted chicken like, over. Oh yeah. no, no, it's no. We we can do that. Way it's l- the probably way it's more. The, oh, that. we want to do. And I, I love the person that asked me this. Uh, I'm sorry <laughs> when you see this, but like it's just unreasonable at times. Like so, they're like, oh, we want to do mini carnival foods. Um, how many people are you gonna have? Ah, oh, like 200. I'm like, 
yeah, that video or that recipe that you saw on Pinterest of the little hot dog and like the little bun and like all this and you put the little ketchup and all that and you you put it on that and then you do like a mini chicken and waffle like a yeah. and then you do like a mini whatever like itty bitty snow cones and little cotton candy like <laughs> all this stuff. I'm like that's for like ten people and they spent right. like an hour putting that together, yeah, that picture and everything like that. I'm like for two hundred people to do all of that. And make it look like that. It just it ain't gonna happen. It'd be rough. Oh, Sorry, no. like so the the Pinterest world is really what is like. So all of you watching, if you want to learn about food, watch Gordon Ramsay's videos. Yes, yes. Um, Plus he yells at people, which the, is awesome. Well, and I watch. Well, so watch his home cooking videos, and it's like it's wonderful. Like the yelling he does for TV, whatnot, whatever. Right. So, but his home cooking videos, and he's got hundreds of them are really, like, informative. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pick up on little techniques, and he'll say, like, why he does certain things. He's like, well, you got to take this off the heat, put it back on the heat, take it off because this, that, and the other. Like, so you can learn how to cook other things without even, like, not even intentionally. So um, do I'm, I'm anything John Favreau's done uh, yeah. has been great on that. Uh, salt, fat, acid, heat. It's those four words. I don't know if I'm getting them in the right order, but you search it, you can find it. Yeah. Um, Jamie. <laughs> so, and it's back. My girlfriend's name is Jamie. So, like, like, uh, like every time I say, it, I'm like, we're hiring a fact checker, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> she works at the she works at the Big Street Metro Chamber right now. She's she's plenty busy as well. Um, but yeah, so watch those. Do not get on Pinterest and be like, yeah. and, and like some of the Food Network stuff. Guy, yeah, they'll come in and be like, so like, uh, you know, are you? Uh, they'll ask me about like my food, and they're like, so are you doing the way I do it at home? Is well, it's a lot different. I do it this way. I'm like, well, I'm cooking for 200 people today. Like, <laughs> yeah. And also, like, like, oh, are you not? Are you not making your own mayonnaise? Uh, you're not whipping. It's really easy to make. You just eggs and oil and you whip that. Yeah, like, for a person. Yeah, yeah. it's like a one. If, yeah, for no, two like, people. I'm not maybe. doing homemade mayo. <laughs> oh. Like at at Trace, somebody like God bless my culinary former culinary students that have worked for me. Um, but one of my buddies, he works for Quick Trip now. So look at all this. So, oh. circle. It, uh, Back to Debo. so he's like, well, <laughs> we can make our, we can make our uh, own mayo. It's real easy. I'm like, do you know how much like ranch, blue cheese, aioli, yeah. mayo, like yeah. just mayo in general, like we go through? I'm like, I'm like, we would have to charge like, oh, you want a side of ranch? Yeah, that'd be $4. Yeah. Ugh. Like, well, oh, you want, th- oh, you, oh, anything, oh, uh, wings, oh, you want blue cheese with those wings? Yeah, it's going to be, that's going to be $19. Well, I mean, just sustainability over the time. I mean, you don't want to use, you don't want to keep making that, right? I mean, how long does that stay good for? Not very long, right? Uh, No, I mean, the the rate we go through it, I never know. I mean, yeah. I've never just sat, I yeah. mean, mayo's, <laughs> mayo stays good for a, a long time. But Yeah, it's but probably a science project you don't want to do. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. How long does it take for somebody to get sick on this? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'll approach, hey, we've been doing an experiment. Um, That ranch you just ate, been in there about seven months. So uh, <laughs> how's that working could, out for you? you? How you feeling? Here in about uh, a week, I want you to just go ahead and, and tell me if you're feeling any different. Uh, may not take a week, but I want you to go ahead and reach out to us on uh, on the Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. Go ahead and tell us all. Google I review, really please. Wanna, yeah, I really want to. Um, oh God, don't get me started on reviews. If if you well, like a restaurant, well, that's our business. If too, you if you like a restaurant and or a podcast or anything, you just go back or you keep listening to that podcast you keep watching mm-hmm. the youtube channel you yeah. do all that if you don't like it right to the internet right yeah so that's where it's like if you like any of the restaurants that i have or the two sorry that sounded like that sounded weird if you like trays or you like cardinal, cardinal Club, Club. 
go review them and say why you like them. Yeah. Because we also get from that, like, oh, like, this is being reviewed really well. Like, when we do a menu change, we'll know to keep that. Like, yeah. so never get mad at a restaurant for taking off your favorite item if you never told them it was your favorite item. Like, right. That, that's Nobody knows. Nobody so knows we have to, them. Yeah, we have, to, we have to build menus based on, like, the crowd appeal, right? So what I did one day, I, it was, like, 2016, I think. I had an eye infection, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to go into work. You know, I'm going to wait till this, you know, passes, whatnot. So I was at home, and I was like, you know what? I've been telling everybody about the – I've been a hypocrite. These reviews, you know, I don't go review restaurants. I just go back to the restaurants. And I don't I don't leave negative reviews either um, for the most part. Like, I think I've left one ever. So, anyways, I went to – I did, like, 70 reviews on what was that? It was Zomato, which was Urban Spoon, so Zomato – um, food or oh man, so, I missed. I remember so, that yeah, magazine. Like shake it. Well, Urban Spoon had like the app where you like hit like, oh, we're doing. Oh, that like was Urban Tulsa. Like, yeah, Urban, Urban Tulsa. Tulsa. So like Urban Spoon was a food review. It turned into Zomato. So one day I reviewed like seventy restaurants and just sat there and like I had pictures on my phone. Like it was a, it was a long process, but I had wow. time. I had time. So I was like, I was like, I did this. Well, you can like level up, um, like and like gain followers and whatnot. I guess. So I was a level eight super foodie. Um, oh, and wow. have like masters of regions and whatnot. It's like, oh, this guy on the you know the seventy first street corridor, you know, he knows that area or like the like <laughs> South Tulsa. He knows that. So then people started following me, and yeah. I was like, and like commenting on my reviews and whatnot. I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I waited to do trays until last, mm-hmm. until I you know, built the cloud up a little bit, and I was like, um, I was like, oh man, this place, you know, gave it a big review and had a bunch of pictures, right? Because I had you know thousand pictures of trays food. And uh, I was putting up all kinds of pictures, and then afterwards, after I posted it, I was like, "Some of those pictures are taken in the like in the window, like in the kitchen." I'm like, "I wonder if anybody's going to be like, how did you get back into the kitchen? Like, <laughs> why is this guy just yeah, walking back yeah, there why? taking photos? Who just have, let this guy back I here? I have so many photos of them prepping vegetables. Yeah, that's, well, that's weird. That's weird. I mean, well, I mean, hey, he is a super foodie, so he's a little maybe, late. Maybe, maybe you know, he's got the eight. clout. You don't get to level eight, you know, just overnight. You know, yeah. you gotta you put you in. Get the to work. level eight, you get back in the kitchen. Exactly. You take pictures of whatever. Yeah, exactly. Got a tattoo. I show people level eight. I got to get it changed every once in a while, but it's. You know, hopefully you level up. Commit to the brand. Change. It's like just a line. Pretty soon. Next I'm going to wait until I'm level 18 so I don't have to pay so much to switch my... <laughs> so I'm just going to wear sleeves until then. Yeah, exactly. Just That's another good. X. Exactly. That's good. Exactly. Well, tra- I mean, Travis, I appreciate you coming by, man. I mean, we definitely ran a lot longer than we, we Which anticipated. Which is fine. Let's say my, bo- my, my boy Conrad is probably like, where are you? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that, man. No, no, no. You get, he's, he's going to his brother's wedding, and he was like, what time are you going to be here? I was like... Oh, you know, I think it, we just go till eleven, uh, so eleven thirty. But I'll hit him up. Yeah. We get he's he's a uh, he's never served before, and uh, he's doing a great job for me at Cardinal Club. He's like my, my daytime guy. Oh yeah, so, like a lot of the members have gotten to know him because they're the only ones that can come. At, well, I mean, if any of you watching just want to come see the place, have a little lunch, fine. But it typically it's only members, so he's yeah. going to know a lot of them. And well, Friday and Saturday you're open to the public, right? Saturday and Sunday. Oh, Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday during the day we're open to the public. Monday through Friday, eleven to five we're close to the public and then every evening we're open to the public. Yeah. So like dinner dates, whatever, like you can, you can come in anytime for dinner. We just wanted to target that lunch crowd that didn't have anywhere else to go. Which is more professional lunches. Yeah. I mean, you're not very far away from my house. Perfect. Uh, I mean, I saw you the other, the other day, the same podcast. Exactly. A little, little, little to go food. Yeah, it was good. I love it. I told, uh, Maxwell about French or, uh, yeah. Roast beef and Swiss. Yeah. Roast beef and Swiss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was delicious. Slightly different than a French dip, you know. It I is won't bore different. You with the details of the <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man, that sauce, French dip. that that au jus, 
Yeah, well, we put a little bit of uh, like pho, like the pho packets like, that people make pho with. Really? Oh, really? So, yeah, so like it's, oh, is that it's a little that, richer. Like, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, I love pho. It's fantastic. It's got some garlic the in it that's amazing. Pho-ju. That's good. Yeah, the garlic, I mean, all the little spices and everything in there. It, yeah. It's, it's a, amazing. It's a, it's a quality sandwich. It's and everything on your menu at Trace is under $10? Uh, it's right around it. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty funny. Like when we were building the menu, a partner, Matt Lopez, wanted a roast beef sandwich on the menu. So we're working with Eli Huff with Salt Food Group to kind of make sure we have crossover items and everything like for food cost and whatnot. Um, you don't want to bring in one item and only use it for that thing, especially a protein, right? So, like, we're going over our protein list at the end of the – we were meeting in one of the, like, Regis offices over there on 71st, and we're sitting in the meeting, and it's me, Michael Nelms, Matt, and, uh, and uh, Eli. And we're going over our protein list after we finally got like, kind of the menu where we want it. We're putting together kind of our first order. And he's like, all right, to review, the proteins we're bringing in are, you know, burger patties, steak, um, you know, whatever, and and then Matt goes, and roast beef. And Eli goes, what are you going to do with roast beef? And we had all menu papers. And Matt just throws out the papers. He's like, I'm going to put it on a sandwich. <laughs> and, like, we all were like... <laughs> We look and and it was it was what else would you do? I don't think we hadn't eaten that day, and it was like he just like kind of pick up papers. He goes, "How about we go to lunch?" I'm just a little hungry. <laughs> We're like, "Oh my god!" It was a, it was one of the Snickers commercials. Yeah, like, man, you're not Once the same you when you're hungry. Snickers. So it was every time I think of that roast beef sandwich, that's all I can think about. Is, We're gonna put it on a sandwich. It's so good. Oh, it was great. I love it. It was good. But yeah, yeah. So I, I uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I can't wait to um, come back for whichever episode. I, uh, you know, it you, might run be out 10. Of, you run out of interesting people and you're like, Ugh. it might be 10. Ooh, okay, we, we ran out of guests. Let's call Travis again. So I was about to say, if <laughs> we do it, are you available next week? If we do it, <laughs> if we do it earlier, I can pretty much, you know, do whenever. So yeah, no. So we, we record Fridays, Fridays and Sundays. Okay, cool. So yeah, so I can do, I can do whenever. I mean, Sundays, maybe a little bit easier, but I can do, I can do whenever. Like I said, if it's, if it's early enough, I can do, right. I can do whenever. Yeah. I mean, after a late, you know, night at the restaurant, I certainly, you know, I mean, I don't want to do like a we'll try to get get a 5 a.m. <laughs> podcast. No. Oh, no. Bed. Oh, God, no. No, we're, we're, we're not, not doing that We're not again. doing that again. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do it at all. Maxwell did it. Ooh. <sighs> yeah, that was yeah. rough. I'm not doing that. You're young. You can do it. Yeah, right. Those old guys. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oi, oi, vey. Right. All right. Well, I appreciate it. No, not a problem. Um... So you want to sign off? Yeah, we're gonna sign out of here. We're gonna we're gonna get out of here. We're pushing the envelope can, too can much. Can you send me that intro song? Like that's cool. Yeah, bro, I can send it to you. Yeah, yeah I can okay. send it to you. That's cool. We'll just put them on drive. I mean, they're all on drive. I do have a license agreement for it. Oh, <laughs> so. <laughs> but I mean, that's fine. I don't think it. Well, I mean, especially for the intro. Uh, again, sh- big thanks to Kyle. Oh uh, yeah. And Automotive Industries here at the studio shout for out having Josh. us. And big shout out to Josh Lee for the music. Um, he is in Oklahoma City. Uh, he does do shows down there. So if you're listening and you want to check out some local rapper, yeah, he's good. I like him. I've known him. I went to college with him. We'll talk about battle rap on the next podcast. Oh, you, you know sure. what? Oh, I would love to have you and Josh about it. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. We'll yeah, talk there about you go. Rap on the next one. Uh, um, uh, next, uh, on, on Wednesday, we have uh, Michael Curtis, uh, Oreo, and myself will be here for that. And then Friday, we have a recap. All Oreo, you, and me will be here, which is always fun. It's always a great time. Yeah, so remember to share. Hit the share button. Like, comment, subscribe, everything you can. Do it all. Check out Travis at Trey's. Uh, and Cardinal Club, yep. check out their uh, sign up yep. membership. Go get, a, go get a membership. Yeah, and uh, again, Travis, I appreciate it, man. 
Thanks, man. We're out. Thanks. Peace. Come sweeping down the play. Yeah, put them in the hot seat. Better grab your popcorn and get comfy while they talking. The greatest show ever. Got the greatest host ever. Talking about this statement. It's the greatest home ever. Baker always got it. And Max is on the hot street. With DJ Oreo, man, it's the Oklahoma hot seat. The Oklahoma hot seat. Missing on that listening could be costly. Better tell your friends to go and watch. Got it?